guys. Uh, so we just recorded a very long and great podcast. And then we found out that our audio interface failed. Womp, womp. And we're so upset because it was a really good podcast. And uh, we have audio from the camera here. And so instead of reshooting it and redoing it, because it was a very long one today, we're just going to have to use the bad audio. Tech stuff happens. So this is going to be, it's so sad because we just announced that this was going to iTunes and, and Android today. <laughs> Yay! Um, so this will be a video-only podcast uh, just because the audio quality is bad and you're not going to want to hear us. Yeah. In your ears in this in this regard. So sorry, you guys. We're really sorry. We're so fucking pissed. We spent so much time on the podcast and it it just failed on us. So this is your warning. I hope you guys at least enjoy the podcast for what it is. I need something to blame. Blame blame the quartet. Fuck you. Quartet. Fuck you, Apogee. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, finally, after a two-week break, to the That One Video Galaxy podcast. I'm Gerard. I was the Brett. I am the Al. Was that a question? <laughs> I was a little thrown off by Brett. Don't blame me. <laughs> We're back, baby. Al, talk into your mic. Who am I? There you go. Even, Where even, am I? Even, even. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have some exciting news. We're finally on iTunes, you guys. Yay! We're finally on iTunes. That's how we were gone for so long. We had we, to fight the have, iTunes wars. It's true. We had to go into iTunes and fight the final boss. The final boss is Steve Jobs' ghost. It was very scary. Ho, 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 ho. A lot of hit points. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. The Apple II was great. Ho, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're back. We're on iTunes now. I think... I'm not sure. I think we're on Android as well. Bradley, are we on Android? Bradley's dead, you guys. We have no idea. Are we on Android yet? I don't know. It's just on iTunes. It's just on iTunes. Great. So for people like me who have Android phones and enjoy Android devices... You are screwed. Get rid of No, we're going to have... I think there's an option. I just have to go through and look at the settings. But um, at the very least, you can subscribe to the RSS feed on iTunes, which is better than nothing so far. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting right. there. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Hold, hold fast, Android brethren. Yes. So before we start today's podcast, Brett, you got a gift in the mail, my dude. That's right. Uh, I walked into it. There was a giant box on my desk. Uh, did you go to the PO box? Yes, I went to the PO box. I got like, I, I got I got a bunch of stuff in the PO box for me yesterday, and mm -hmm. so no, we get um, it. You're better than me. I get it. No, no, I. <laughs> yo, shut up! You guys have been getting a lot of boxes lately too. All right, all right. Uh, usually, actually, that's why I stopped going as much because it was like, mm -hmm. I I for a while we weren't getting anything, and then. The, email the emails kept coming in like, hey, you've got boxes. And so I go down there, and most of it would be Super Couch Fighter stuff. Mm, excuse um, me. What? You're forgiven. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year, apparently, because we're it's getting true. stuff. It's true. It's true. We're getting uh, a lot of stuff. But I walked in, and there was a giant box on my desk, and I thought it was, you know, people send us games to play on Run It Back. I'm sure we play old-ass games that are hard to find. Uh, but it was a big, big box. I'm like, what's in here? <clears throat> Turns out it's actually uh, it included this very nice letter. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear me. Those included this very nice letter from a guy named uh, Jake. Jake O'Connor. Hi, Jake! I don't know if you're watching. Hi, Jake! Jake O'Connor uh, said that he likes our podcast and stuff, and he likes Couch Fighters, but he heard on one of our previous podcasts, I don't remember it, but apparently we were talking about Magic the Gathering for a moment, 
and I talked about how much I liked Magic the Gathering. I yeah. still do, but I don't get a much chance to play. And apparently he works with those guys now. He works for Wizards of the Coast. Oh, cool. Oh, Jake O'Connor. And he's like, yo, let me go ahead and get you some stuff. So he got me some real cool stuff. Let me show you. Let me show you. Um, yo, Jake, thanks, you dude. He got me a couple of these, like, starter packs, as well as these cool commander packs, two of these. Wow. Yeah, you can play, like, this. Like, the cards usually aren't this big. <laughs> but <laughs> I was going to say, man, they really they really got bigger with magic cards. They are to like, dumb it down. They're the size of a phone. Yeah. But uh, you got me a couple of these. These are commander format. is so much fun. I love it. Jeez, Jake, I don't, this, this is the big one, though. Uh, another, another play variant is this plane chase. Whoa. Look at this thing. It's incredible. Damn. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm, like, boasting or anything. I'm not. I just want you to know, Jake. Hashtag not an ad. Not an ad. Uh, I just want you to see it because I'm so excited about it. Look at this. Look how cool this crap is like all these decks it comes with decks and stuff this is this is professional you know what i mean yeah it looks wonderful so i just wanted to sh like give jake a huge shout out for that this is amazing this really made my not only my day but probably my month it's gonna be so much fun to play yeah I don't know what we're gonna do with it but if you got thank number one thank you jake uh much appreciated and thank you for watching and for your support that means a lot uh number two Jake apparently has his own Twitch channel, which is very cool. I'm going to check it out later. Maybe you guys can go check it out right now. Uh, Jake Otaku on Twitch. Once again, Jake Otaku. Jake Otaku on Twitch. Go ahead and give him a, a, a follow. Check yeah, it out. put that link on screen, Bradley, so we can see. And now I put the toys away. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Uh, so this past Friday, we celebrated, or I guess not this past Friday, because it's already, this would be Donkey Kong Country Returns, but... This past Friday, as a company, we celebrated 200 episodes of The Completionist. Wow! It was crazy. It was crazy, right? We 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 you know we we did it. We've done 200 games on the show. Uh, it was it's been an intense five and a half years. And it was, it was weird because we started the podcast off with like the new structure of the show, and then a few weeks later we hit 200. But I think uh, today I want to talk about kind of like the dichotomy of our workflow in the office a little bit more. I know we briefly talked about it when we first started the podcast, but I think it's really important to know the struggle that we really go through each and every week. We've been, I want to say none of us have really slept since probably June, July was the last time you probably took a good nap. Al, got a, Al always gets good rest though. He's, like, he's in bed by like nine. Are you really? I'm, yeah, I am. I, it's because I'm still, like, stuck on my old schedule kind of mentally where I used to have to wake up at, it's like... 6 a.m.? Yeah. Well, 6 a.m. on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> what time do you wake up? Uh, I wake up right now, normally yeah. about, like, 6.30. Nice. And you go to bed at 9? Yeah. I get, I get good sleep. That's I do. Like, nine I, hours, dude. I, and guess what? It's not enough. <laughs> I'm, I need sleep. Al, you sleep like a toddler. I am. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. No wonder you're always so chipper when you walk in. Like, how you doing? How you doing? I'm like, man, how does he do it? No wonder. Right. Good for you. We. I sleep maybe like three hours a day. Mm, yeah, it's bad. It's real yeah. bad. It's I'm running on low sleep right now. Yeah. Sorry. Should all go to sleep by 9 o'clock. How about just right now, all of us together. Just, just take a nap. The next yes. one hour will be of us sleeping. Guys, your your homework for this week is to just sleep with the podcast on. We'll be we'll just go to, go to bed right now. Just whatever you're doing, pass out. Put that podcast on. We got you. Know that I will yell 
about 45 minutes from now for no reason. Though. Yeah, it's true. It's to, true. To, to we we will yell to wake you up to remind you to go to work. Gotcha. Um, so Al gets good sleep, but Brett and I definitely don't get any sleep. Pat doesn't get any sleep. Ted and, and Bradley are kind of hit and miss. They, they get sleep when they need it, when they can. And and now Alex, because Alex is now part of the completionist team, he's he's writing a few scripts as well. So, although he Alex is very schedule regimented, so he's very much like everything gets done on my time, and he he's very time efficient. Unlike the rest of us, we're very much like <laughs> we have too much going on, and he he somehow is able to balance it. Um, but I think I think well let let's just really talk about the workflow. So first, the first aspect of the completionist is we look at the schedule. We look at the schedule and we say, okay, YouTube is a big search engine, right? It's trying to get people in a way where if the Deadpool movie comes out, anything about Deadpool uh, should is going to search in YouTube. People are going to try and look up things for Deadpool. It's called SEO, Search Engine Optimization. YouTube is a search engine. It is not a place. It's not a community. It's not like a, a place where you can post content and become famous. You have to, I mean, that's kind of how it started, right? But nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, it's about getting people who don't know anything about you mm -hmm. to look at your content because what you are creating is going to click and connect with them in something they're trying to find. So, for instance, if you're a big Final Fantasy fan mm -hmm. and you are looking for a review of Final Fantasy Tactics, and you search it up, you'll find probably me, Pro Jared, uh, Norm, and a couple of other folk. But no one really talks about Final Fantasy Tactics that much. So, like, search-wise, no one's going to be looking for that game. That's kind of how you have to look at YouTube in a way. Unless it's something that you can memify, or memify, I say, unless the personality warrants it. So, for instance, my good friend John, John Tron, he creates trends. He's able to take whatever he wants and, and talk about it because his brand, who he is, is more searchable than most of the things he's talking about. And he makes things popular because he's that person. However, there's very few YouTubers who have the capability. Not everyone can do that. For the rest of us, we have to try and optimize based off of what people are searching, the search trends, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in Brett's case, for Couch Fighters, um, Street Fighter is always consistently evolving. So... You know, obviously, when Akuma comes out, he's going to talk about Akuma and analyze Akuma and play Akuma and go online, and and that the people searching for Akuma are going to be searching for those videos, and they're going to find Brett no and Couchfighter. for Akuma, by the way. What's he's, that? He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> he has never left. He's been here the whole time. He's back with Knuckles. Um, <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome back, guys. Sorry to just derail your train. No, no, it's cool. Um, so for us, what we really do is the first thing is we look at the schedule. What in the world is trending right now? Um, and then sometimes you feel like, I guess we, we, we kind of tent pull it. I guess that's the term, right? So what we'll do is we'll look at the release schedule of games and say what's going to be popular and what isn't going to be popular. What can we afford to talk about? What can't we afford to talk about? Yeah, so I mean, it's probably worth talking about that, like, it's not like we do that for a lack of ideas. Yeah. And it's not like we talk have those conversations because because we care that much about like we got to do what's popular. It's because like we used to like we used to just do the games like I like this game. It used to be the case. And that that 
was what draw, brought everyone to the show. That's what everyone really connected with. It's, oh man, he's going to talk about Mega Man. He's going to talk about Mario. He's going to talk about Sonic. He's going to talk about Zelda and, and Dark Souls. And that used to be the way that YouTube worked, is that you would just search what you like and find it. But nowadays, in the way that the engine is kind of churning, we have to do half and half. We have to talk about games we love and have passion. But we also have to talk about those games that people are going to look for. We apparently don't have the luxury to choose every single game we want based off of just what we think of it and how we like it. We Unf simply have to like be aware of what are people going to be wanting to uh, see for this week or this month. Or, or even attuning it to, to match the trends, right? So for instance, we did Pokemon uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald a few weeks ago. It's no coincidence that we yeah, did that. Moon. Yeah, we did. We that video came out on the day that Sun and Moon came out. It's not an accident. It's not an accident because right. people on YouTube are going to be searching for Sun and Moon videos and Pokemon content. And so while I'm saying, hey, I'm not going to be doing Sun and Moon, I am going to be doing something Pokemon related. And we're not trying to trick people. Oh yeah, it's it's not a it's, ruse. It's just about trying to survive. You know, it's trying to get our our channels in a search way so people when they're looking for that stuff they can see it. For instance. Uh, the week that this airs, this podcast airs on next Monday, today, mm -hmm. uh, our video is going to be on Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. It is no surprise that this game video will come out the same day that Assassin's Creed the movie comes out. Yeah, mix. Yeah, we dig it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the that's that's like the first thing we do. Okay. But not, but we can't just search optimize the shit out of everything we do because we'll go crazy. Um, how many new games, Al, you and I played together on the show where we've just been like, this is going to be impossible. We're not going to be able to do it. How many hours did you and I play Gears of War together? Countless. Countless, Countless. right. <laughs> Countless. We, and we released Gears of War 1 the same day that Gear, the same week that Gears of War 4 came out, and no one watched the Gears of War video. So search optimization yeah. doesn't always work on... For us, it doesn't always work. And so what we have to do then is create uh, what I call tent poles of nostalgia. And so that's a really weird thing to say. I've never heard anyone say that. I'm just saying it because it's kind of what we do. It's kind of, we look at the schedule and we go, we're going to play a game that's coming out trending this week, uh, a game coming out trending this week, and then we're going to take a break and play a classic, and play a game that just naturally has a fan base. Yeah, well, what you're talking videos. about are titles that you believe will perform well if we do a video on them, Regardless of when or how you play them, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, thing, thing, uh, kind of like things like Mario, Sonic, Zelda, uh, Final Fantasy. Everybody uh, can enjoy those. Yeah, just those are those are games that. Well, I love those games, obviously, and and I feel that most of you guys at home who watch us do love those games as well. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, legacy titles that come from companies like Capcom and. Uh, and uh, Bando Namkai, Bando Namkai, wow, Bandai Namco. Bando Namkai. Um, Smash Brothers, things like that, where the, the nostalgia of those games will bring the viewership regardless. And then using that kind of spark of it will help keep our trends healthy because we have to, we look at our YouTube channel not only as a, like a business, because that's a weird thing to say, it's a shitty thing to say for most people trying to start this, but it's it's more of a, we have to keep the growth train growing because not making a video, this is like the curse of the completionist. This is the true crux 
of what we've created here. So when YouTube first started, when I started on YouTube rather, I told myself one video a week. Complete a game, high quality video, edit, jokes, high quality content every single Friday no matter what. That was the promise that I made when I started in a hopeful attempt to make the channel big and successful. In that time, that worked for the first two years. In year three, things got scary oh, just because like in Harry Potter. because you, year three things got scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man, Gary Oldman's a werewolf. Gary Old Wolf. <laughs> Gary Old Wolf. That dude is serious. <laughs> he's too serious. If they were from New York, they'd be like, yo, he's serious, black. <laughs> Have you heard that? Like, dudes yeah. from the East Coast, they call each other black? It's funny sometimes. Yeah. All right, sorry. Um, so around year three, the algorithms changed. And the algorithms were favoring long-form content, which we already were. They were favoring high-quality content, which we already were there. And they were favoring um, consistency. And so consistency, we were already in the zone, right? But then we ran into a problem. I can't take a break. If I take a break at all, the performance of the channel loses its overall relevancy. And now that kind of consistency has transpired into all the new algorithms. So everyone writes letters all the time in, in fan mail and, and things like that saying, Gerard, take a break. Take a break. You're hurting yourself. You're going gray. You're not funny anymore. What happened to your show mate? Like, take a break. It's affecting you. Thank you. I was waiting for that slow burn. Um, That's been uh, a while. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, people are really concerned about my health and concerned about the show and where it's going. And the issue with that is I would love to take a break. I would love for all of us to go to Hawaii together. Or <gasps> We're going to Hawaii? Not yet. Okay. I'd love to, though. That'd yeah, be great. I'd love to go to Hawaii. I would eat all the spam. Let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to Hawaii. I would come down for Hawaii. Yo, guys, go fund us, Hawaii. If you're in Hawaii, you can hang out with us. Can someone may, like, shop up a, a DVD cover of just, like, T.O.V.G. Goes Hawaiian, and it's like, <laughs> it's like the three of us in, like, hang, like hanging tin. You and we all have shitty uh, Hawaiian lace. shirts. Hawaiian shirts and lays around us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, if we brought Alex with us, it was just like a normal day for Alex. Alex would be like, "I'm already here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah. So we can't take a break. We can't actually stop because the YouTube algorithms recognize that if we stop, it's like taking a break for far too long. So some YouTube channels. Uh, like John, and like uh, you know some of the higher quality production channels where it takes a long time to make it, I kind of call it content deprivation, where uh, the personality or stars behind it, like Epic Rap Battles, for instance, they can't produce one a week mm -hmm. all year long. It's too much. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they'll do three or four bursts of video in a few months, and they'll take a break, or they'll take like they'll do one one every six seven weeks. And because those personalities are driven by those people who make those content, their videos always go viral because people want more content from them. So that works for them. But everyone else, we have to stay consistent. Let's Plays have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, high production news shows like Philip DeFranco and, and uh, SourceFed and The No, those things, they have to be consistent. Because if they stop making a video, 
YouTube goes, oh, they stopped making content, let's punish them. Let's remove their ability as a YouTuber and favor someone else because someone else is going to take their majority reign of subscriber search. So, for instance, if we took a break on The Completionist, here's what would happen. So we don't, let's say we don't take a break, we take a break on Friday, no video. We say nothing, just we decided to stop for one day. The next time that we make a video, we will have an estimated drop of 30 to 60% viewership on the next video. Hmm. So our general view goal for a new video is about 150,000 views to 250,000 views. If we're in the 200,000 range, it means that the, the episode made a little bit of money and made a little bit of reach. And anything extra is very good. It means that we're growing, people are looking at it, they're subscribing, they're looking at it. That's awesome. But uh, the real option of taking a break, we would probably drop down to about seventy to 80,000 views a video. Mm -hmm. Now everyone at home, I'm sure, is immediately going to be like, that's a lot of views still. Be grateful, asshole. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of views, man. I'm making a Let's Play channel for nine years. and I only get 100 views on my videos. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. That's understandable and I'm not demoralizing or demeaning any channel that doesn't have those viewerships but you have to understand that we have a company here we have people here we have salaries and and soon health insurance and soon your word hopefully I'm working on it um, I, we, we're trying to make this thing as legitimate as we can in a space where uh, there are no jobs for anyone around we're trying to make this thing a legitimate business for everyone involved and so what that means is if the viewership drops off, someone has to get let go. I have to let someone go. That sounds... That was so terrifying. Someone's got to go. Someone's got to go. Um, which is why we have so many goddamn interns. Uh, because, well, we only have one right now, but uh, this year alone we had, I think we had five interns at one point. Um, and all of them were coming in and out from different jobs and, and different opportunities. But... That's the reality of it, and and it gets scarier the more time you you forget about making content. So if we forget a week, you know, I, I say it this way: if you don't upload a video on that day, it's like missing for a week. If you're missing it for a month, it's like missing it for a year. You wait for three or four months, and your channel is kaput. Um, there are a lot of channels that have done that. They they they've gone away. They didn't like what they were doing and they wanted a break and they came back and their viewership died. And it's so frustrating because at the core of it, you're going, I have all these subscribers, why aren't they watching? I have all these views, why aren't they, why aren't they getting views of these videos? It's because YouTube's constantly changing and they don't tell the YouTuber what's going on. And so it kind of became the Wild West. This year, we saw a rise of, of drama channels, of top 10 trends, of um, body exploitation channels of, of what all. What the hell? I'll get into that later off camera. It's kind of gross. But um, great, great. the point is is that we've seen a rise in in these con in this content because it's it's easy to produce. It is searchable because it includes other YouTubers and other problems. Uh, I'm, this is to any of my YouTube friends watching. I don't, I don't think you're watching or listening and, I, and because, you know, I don't expect you to, but... Um, and don't be offended by this, is what I'm going to say. Oh, here we go. Uh, everyone who makes a video about YouTube being broken, I agree with you 100 million percent. 
like YouTube is broken. That is a common known thing. YouTube is always broken. We're always constantly struggling. It's us versus them. They're not in our favor. We have MCNs. It's not in our favor. It's always against us, right? But systematically, by making a video about talking about how YouTube is broken and isn't working, it's actually triggering the YouTube search engine to work on their behalf to then get that video of them complaining about YouTube not working views. So, in a way, the system has eaten itself. If, you, if I want to make a video that gets a lot of views about YouTube, I could just theoretically complain about YouTube. And then people would share it because these are things we care about, right? We, as a community of content creators, we care about this. Anyways, I kind of got sidetracked. I apologize for that. But the point is, is that the system is messed up. And so it then lies in people to then manipulate it in ways that are against TOS, that are for, that are in line with TOS, terms of service. And so where that leaves us is we kind of try and ignore the trends to that regard, right? We accept the trends of search optimization, but we deny the trends of what is the easiest way of doing it. I don't like clickbait. I don't believe in the idea of clickbait. I really hate clickbait. I think it's not a genuine way to produce content. It's not a good way to represent your brand. However, I understand the idea of clickbait. I understand that clicking on that thing is what's going to bring in views, right? People want to see that thing. So that's why all of our art thumbnail is incredibly intricate and incredibly beautiful. Dan Jones and Wyatt, they create these great thumbnails that aren't clickbait in my opinion. They're pieces of art that you want to look at and you click on the video and then what happens? The TOVG splash comes, you get all of us thinking you come to the show and you get a 30 to 45 minute presentation of what it's like to go through hell to complete a game. And so that's kind of like our version of clickbait is, is not really being like, look at the arrows and then this stuff, but it's really, you know, genuine I'd say. And for this channel, I say we do a little bit of clickbait, but only because we're trying to see what is working. I want to see, I don't know clickbait. I don't know how it works. I don't know how to manipulate the system. And I don't want to, but I, I want a better understanding of how it works. Because as far as I'm concerned, as far as we're concerned, we are making the same show we made from the beginning. And we're just making subtle adjustments for production purposes. So... Sorry, I've been talking, boys. I know. <laughs> just, like, I feel like I'm just vomiting. All right, anymore. go for it. Um, so yeah. Aside from all that stuff, then we talk about production. <laughs> Brett, how do we make an episode of The Completionist? Pray. And don't don't sleep. Al, how do we make an episode of The Completionist? <laughs> Pray, and then sleep. So. Yeah. Al says pray and sleep. You say pray and don't sleep. All right. What the hell is that? Is it raining? <laughs> Did it? No, it's not raining. Sorry, guys. It's just broad. It's like super bright outside, and we all heard the sound of rain. And so we were like, that's the apocalypse. That's that's what that is. It is sunny as hell in California. Okay. Oh, someone's I know. washing the windows. Yeah, someone's washing the windows. <laughs> they're okay. We have a leak in our office, and they're testing the sealant to see if the leak is... If, the, if we're not seeing water coming through here, we're good. Sorry, that was terrifying. Um, yeah, but that was the sign. That was the sign of production help. After yeah. we choose a game, uh, Gerard, you start playing it, and I start researching it. You know? Yeah, I think the, the hard job for you, Brett, is you don't know the game. 
sometimes. Sometimes I do, like I have played or I am very familiar with the game that we've chosen for that week, and I'm like, great. Uh, depending on how familiar I am, I may not even have to do what I usually do, which yeah. is watch an entire playthrough of the game. I have to research the games, and sometimes that means I watch you, but I can't be here all the time. And I can't be next to you to watch the entirety of the game that I have to write about. Uh, so which means that in order to get like the most accurate representation of a game that I can to write quality work, like I have to research and watch entire playthroughs. Shoutouts to World of Long Plays on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Coming through week after week, usually. Um, so I'll just watch those. Uh, and then I'll do... So that's one step of my research. And the other step of the research is... <clears throat> researching the wikis and the FAQs on these games. Yeah. Because we are completionists. <laughs> we have to be. Yeah. So we have you to got, know... We have to find every single thing that there is in the game. Right. Because sometimes Gerard will find things that I don't know about and be like, oh, you have to do that thing? Okay. Sometimes I'll find things that Gerard doesn't know about. Like, did you do this? And he's like, what? So research is very important both ways. The process of turning Gerard's thoughts into words is probably the most intricate part. Yeah, I can't speak very well. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is that, like, uh, you know, I'll have my notes written down, but we're, the soul of the show is how the, sh the playing, completing the game affects you. Yeah. So hearing your impressions and incorporating that into what I've written down and researched takes time as well. It takes a long time, man. Donkey Kong Country Returns, that was a lovely, that was, oh man, that was lovely to research. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I watched the whole playthrough, I watched a little time trial, I watched you play a little bit. Easy. And then you get weeks that are Chrono Trigger. Oh, God. RPGs are the worst. They're the worst. Well, luckily with Chrono Trigger, I became a Chrono Trigger god. Right, but that doesn't help me. <laughs> because I can't be here to watch you play all the time, which means I have to watch myself. I have to watch True. the game. True. I, have to, I can't play it, but I can read about it and watch it, which is what I do. So to watch an entire, to watch an entire RPG run through, it's tough. Just to have to write a 30-minute episode is really rough. I... I I just want to express that uh, when the show first started, mm -hmm. I genuinely had I just want to say uh, when the <laughs> I just want to say when the show first started, I genuinely somehow, some way, I had the ability to complete full RPGs within hours secret of of uh, mana that was the second episode of the show and i didn't even know that that was going to be the second episode of the show because i hadn't planned it out i i had mega man x planned out i had tony hawk tony hawk pro skater planned out somehow in the early days of the show i and I think just because I was young and I had a lot more energy and I had a lot more focus and drive and passion. Not saying I don't have it now, but uh, when you're doing stuff, when you're completing a game a week for five and a half years, you tend to 
burn out pretty quickly. Um, I was doing, you know, Secret of Mana, I was doing, in Mario RPG, I was doing these massive RPGs with, with intricate leveling systems and items and, and, and side quests. And I was like, yep, no problem, no problem, no problem. And every single week we did it. Mm -hmm. And I got about a year and a half in, and that's when I was like, I think I'm, I think this was dumb. I think this was a really dumb idea of a show to do because uh, it's it's really it's really hard to to put it in perspective. It's not a dumb show. I love the show. I love what we do. I love what we have. I'm very grateful for it. The amount of man hours equating to the amount of money that one video makes is very bad. Every episode of The Completionist is is in the red. It is in a, a red zone. We we do not make money on new episodes of the show. More money goes into making it than it does to create revenue for the company. Mm -hmm. Where we make our revenue is our backlog. Everyone going through and watching the older stuff, um, the newer older stuff, um, just kind of like the, the snowball of content. We have so much content that it kind of snowballs into creating revenue. But newer episodes always cost more money to produce, mm -hmm. no matter what. That's been that way since the very beginning. Every episode we had to produce has cost more money than it's made, but the legacy of, of, of the viewership makes it work. Um, so when I do a, a RPG like Skyrim, and I put in 506 hours over the course of three years, you have to imagine that if you broke it down just for gameplay alone, mm -hmm. that I probably was making about one cent an hour or something like that. Okay. Um, you know, and then you're talking about the writing, and then you're talking about the voiceover work, and then you're talking about the editing, and then you're talking about special effects, and then you're talking about sketches and bits if there's anything in there, and then you're talking about filming live action, and then you're talking about creating this entire narrative scope to make one video that then goes out and will maybe make $100, $300, $200. If it's a good video and it gets millions of views, maybe a couple thousand dollars. So you get into that zone of you're kind of creating this thing for passion. And that's why we're still here. But obviously we have a company, we have expenses, we have to make money. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have brand deals. That's why we have uh, Patreon and GameWisp. And that's why we have those things to survive because without that this would literally be impossible. Mm -hmm. um, so we definitely put a lot into the show, and I think it shows. I think we really do. I think my point of it not showing, though, is like no one really sees all of the hours that go into it. If we put a camera on every person who was working on the show at any given moment mm -hmm. and just observed them doing what they do, to add up in, in time and space is mind-blowing. Between yeah, the artists. Yeah, a lot of man hours. Yeah, a lot of man hours. It's pretty incredible. A lot of person. It's pretty... We're 20, 2016. Person hours. What? A lot of person hours. Person hours. Oh, I see. I see. Person <laughs> hours. Sure. Person hours. Um, yeah. Al's main responsibility. He does... He does... Uh, he's like my anchor. He's my secret weapon that I call. Um, I am completing two or three games at once. And I'm going to unveil the curtain just a little bit to, to what Al does. Um, Drug dealer. He's our drug dealer, you guys. He, does, you he does drugs. They stay up so late and I get asleep so well. <laughs> <laughs> hard drugs, man. Hard drugs, hard drugs. Um, no, so I 
will complete about 90% of a game, sometimes 100%, right? But in order to make sure that not everyone is dying the week after that, the week after that, the week after that, I need to have someone do cleanup work while I move on. So I've completed a game, I have all the shots, but there are a couple of specific things we need to get. We need to get a shot of this person, because the show is very cinematic. When you hear us talking about a certain person or a certain thing, we may not have recorded it. We record almost everything, but maybe the shot wasn't good. Maybe there's something wrong with it. Maybe we need to redo it. And so Al's job is he goes in there and he gets those specific shots. Pickups. Pickups. He'll get in there. If there's an achievement that uh, I cannot do because I have a meeting or I have something to do, Al will go in there and finish it out for me. And that seems disingenuous, right, that I didn't complete it, but I had another person do it. But the reality is, is that um, Al is a better gamer than me. Al's always, Al's always been a better gamer than I am. Um, and I don't think I'm a better gamer. I think you I are. Think, I think our styles complement each other. I think that's true. I think uh, when you guys imagine me playing man hours being like, I put 100 hours into this game. What really is is I did put 100 hours, but what you didn't know is that Al was in the room next to me also putting in 100 hours as we both freak out over certain achievements together. Um, things like, yo, I have to take a break because I'm having a heart attack here you give it a shot or two just to beat it, and then when we're... It's a tactic situation. Um, sure. And, uh, and, and I feel comfortable sharing that because uh, that is important to me that... Because that, we are completing any... Literally, uh, I'm completing about, on average, two and a half games a week. That is, the, that is like the, the goal, right? But it never always happens as, as much as we want because... We run into multiplayer achievements. We run into uh, servers being shut down for games. We run into bugs of unbreakable magnitudes that make it impossible. So Al is kind of the guy that goes in there and, and, and cleans up uh, the work while I'm throwing in my, my headspace into a brand new game, working on something new. And granted, um, Al's not playing and completing all the games. He's not doing that. What he's doing, he's assisting me in, in finishing what I started so that we can move on to the next game. I kind of view it as like, I, I have like a, a completionist co-partner, if you will, in regards to getting it done because um, we have to have, the commitment that it requires is there's not enough time in the day. There's not yeah. enough time. I'm here at 10 a.m. and I think I go home at 3 a.m. every day, yeah. um, which is why I like to sleep in those days because I, I just need I need a break um, but yeah that's kind of generally how the show has become it's become a, a very large working machine that we all love to work on it's very fun to work on it I think the the thing we struggle with the most is we cut a lot of the live-action bits we make everyone says they love the sketches that that Brett writes and they love kind of the fun things that we do but we end up cutting it a lot of the time because we run out of time to shoot them. Yeah, so we do a lot here. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very happy for what we have. We'll keep working as hard as we can always, as always. I know that in January and in February and in March, we have a lot of brand deals lined up. And they're not just like Loot Crate and this. It's actually... Drugs. It's drugs. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Narcotics. Hard Drugs. Hard Drugs. And also the show Narco on Netflix, available right now. If you go to Netflix.com and sign up, streaming only, you can watch Narco in Ultra 4K. Is that real? Yes, you can. Weird. All right. Narcos. 
Go watch it. Um, yeah, we have a lot of brand news on the pipes with actual companies that are from game game companies that are, I'm really excited to work with. That's cool. Um, I can't talk about them right now, but you'll see them come out on the, on the uh, TOBG channel soon enough. Exciting. It's very exciting stuff, in my opinion. So, anything else you guys want to add? I feel like I've talked so much today. Uh, I feel like, well, I just want to make sure I know what topic we're talking about. We're talking about how to make an episode? We're, ta we're talking about, like, 200 episodes, the show, the channel, the office, just like... This is a another behind-the-scenes look at the curtain of the show. That's a lot you just said. It is a lot. Well, we, we've been talking... I mean, the podcast is always a, an evolving thing, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I guess you said it all, man. A lot goes into making episodes, and it's a hell of an accomplishment to do that many. You know? Yeah. How about you, Al? Anything you want to add? Good. Co-captain. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So... Killing it, Al. Killing, killing it, Al. Great. So with that said, let us begin with our comments. It's time for Kermit. Put here that Kermit come. storm in here. Time for Kermit. All right. First one comes from Tracy Dickens. Hi, Tracy Dickens. Hey guys, love the podcast. I have a passion for languages, and I've been slowly teaching myself Japanese. Oh. What languages do you guys want to learn, and why not start? Yeah, Japanese definitely. I think Japanese would be the one I want to learn, actually. Yeah, it just sounds tight, you know? Japanese and... Oh, you know what? I take it back. Arabic. Arabic? I want to be able to speak my, my people's language. That would be very cool. It feels weird going back home and meeting everyone who looks like you, and mm. they look at you, and they're like, Arabe? And I'm like, no. <laughs> English. Amer I'm American. Arabe? Cheeseburger. Oh. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh. Arabe? Arabe? I think Japanese would be Oh, you probably would do Italian, huh? Yeah, I can understand a very, very messed up form of Sicilian, but I can't speak it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Just from my family. Yeah. I would also want to learn how to speak Klingon. That'd be sick. Fluently? Yes. I, I'd be impressed. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was a good Christian. Thank you, Tracy Dickens. Shout-out uh, to Dickens. Shout-out yeah. to Christmas Story. Sorry, Christmas Carol. <laughs> Christmas stories with Ralphie. Let's see here. Um, a uh, ad, this is from Admiral Nemo. Yo, Admiral Nemo, shout outs. A fishy comment approaches. Hello, Al, Gerard, and Brett. I've been rewatching the Dojo and Super Couch Fighters, and I have two questions I want to ask you guys. All right. One, with season two of Street Fighter coming and new characters being teased, who do you think is going to be added to the roster? And two, is there any character in Street Fighter Five that you would have been thinking about migrating to? Mm. With love, Nemo. You guys first. Uh, okay, uh, first of all, the characters that we think are going to be released. I only have, I only think I know one of them because they said that they were all going to be new characters, right? Right. Okay. All new, as in never before and in Street Fighter. That's what yeah. they said. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The one that I'm almost positive of is Helen, Urian's uh, assistant. Assistant. Right. That that's like the only one that I can like really focus in on and be like. There's no way she. It would make sense considering that she already has an in-game asset. However, I'd be a bit disappointed considering how boring she is. I'm gonna say also to go along with that, Armika's sidekick, the Deshko. Yeah. Oh, even worse that would be. That would be even worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That'd be another grappler, I think. I'm hoping that we get to see Mike Hager. He's been my number one pick forever. <laughs> he technically has you never think, been in a Street Fighter. You before. think they're gonna really reach in deep to the Capcom backlog and get some characters that haven't appeared in Street Fighter? I think we're gonna see. 
out of the five that are coming, I think some will be brand, brand, brand new. Yeah. And I think others will be established Capcom characters who have never been in a Street Fighter before. Who Who is, like, ex incredibly brand new for Street Fighter V so far? Like, brand new, never Brand, been. brand new. Rashid, Fung, Nikali, Lara. That's it so far. Nikali is definitely an original Nikali. character that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, so... I'm I'm optimistic. I'm a bit worried, but I'm trying to stay optimistic about those characters. Sure. I want Mike Hager, though. I think he'd be perfect. Perfect fit. Uh, the other question was, yeah, who are you guys, if you could play another character, who would you play? Or, I don't know if that was the question. They said, are you thinking about... Migrating to another character. And if the answer is no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I would say I want to... I'd love to learn... Urian. Really? Yeah. Why? You make him look so fun. Oh, I had no idea you, that you, you wanted to you play You put later. him in the Boom Boom room. Put him in that Boom Boom Dude. I, I wish I could... I know, you guys, I know there's a lot of you guys who don't understand Street Fighter. I just want a clip. I don't think it's out there. I want a clip of Brett just putting someone in the Boom Boom room. Yeah, we can find Do that. you have it on Couch Fighters? Maybe. If we send Brad to my Twitch, you can find a clip of that somewhere. There's... There, it's just... As, as Brett is low-key climbing the ranks into the top players of Street Fighter V Online, which he's getting there, uh, I have seen some incredible play of the Boom Boom Room. It is very scary. Hey, man, he's a dude in a Speedo. What are you going to do? He just, he just, just this movement all the time. Yeah. And it just comes out. Yeah. I have no idea that you want to try your... What about you, Al? Uh... I'd like to wait and see what the patch notes are going to say. Look but at you, you tear whore. <laughs> no, no, okay, because look at, because I'm a Guile guy at heart. Uh -huh. I will probably, for the remainder of Street Fighter V, be a Guile guy uh -huh. and here uh -huh. on okay. out. But, I mean, it's always good to have a secondary yes. character. Yes. And if I were, I mean, as things stand now, I'd probably swing more towards Ken. yeah. Yeah, we figured out the other day that Al likes the blonde American male fighters. That's who he likes. <laughs> so Ken, uh, are, Kyle, they're Ash. All, all the American guy fighters Alex. are blonde. Balrog. Oh, that's right. That's right. You didn't think of him, did you? I, I didn't think of him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Admiral Nemo. It's a good Kermit. What about you? Uh, I play so many people already. But I guess like if I had to like focus on somebody else right now, it might be Jury. I want to be good at her, but she's hard. So there you go. Thank you for your question. Thanks, Admiral Nemo. Nemo. This one is from Trent. Trent. Hello, Gerard, Brett, Al, and possible special guest. Mm. First time writer for a very, very long time fan. First mm. off, I want to say, how are you guys doing today? A little tired, but good. Good. Feeling pretty good. No. Got a lot of games to play, but feel good. <laughs> um, second, I've been a big fan of the TOBG office crew from the Completionist, Super Couch Fighters, The Dex, Sunder, Super Scope, and Natural Arts personal channel. Yay. Even some Jesse Cox, Dodger, and Kite Tales. Mm. I've been a long-time fan ever since the Completionist Super Metroid episode aired on Scream Attack. Oh, wow, that's way old. I wanted to ask you guys, what's your favorite anime? I recently watched the 200th episode of The Completionist, Chrono Trigger, and I know the legend Akira Toriyama worked on this game. Right. I hope that I get to meet each of you guys one day and hopefully not pass out of sheer excitement just seeing you guys' beautiful faces. Oh, Trent. You're all amazing. I love all of your content you guys put out each week. My Mondays are three times as awesome because I get to watch some Super Beer Bros, Arcade Mode, and watch the TOBG podcast. Yeah. Again, thanks for everything, and I can't wait for more future videos, content coming up with some new merch. Maybe another Big Bad Bosses CD question mark? Maybe a Convent to Atlanta? Trent. 
P.S. You guys are still perfect dicks. How big is your pro How big is my pie? Mm -hmm. And prom. And he <laughs> sent he sent a picture of his pie. Did he really? It was a good pie. Put the picture it of the looks pie. Like up. It. Brad, put Yo, the picture of the pie. Up. Trent, mm. I need to ask. Well, I need to ask you a question, Trent. Did you draw this pie? Because this is clearly it perfect, right? it, it's not only perfect, but it, it is a it, it's a like what is that? clearly sort of banana drawn cream? banana cream pie. I never dug on those pies. Yeah. But I love banana cream. Well, let's get one tonight. It looks really good. Dude, I'm trying to lose weight, and you're coming in here tempting me with some banana cream you pie. You only have half of it. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucked me up. What was the question Trent, from Trent? Uh, favorite anime. Oh, right. Favorite anime and, and new projects coming up in the pipeline. Grew up with Dragon Ball. It's always got a soft place in my heart, even though I think the show is honestly terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I still love it. Like, you know, I love it. It's I have nostalgic goggles. However, a show that I think is a little bit better uh, and that I very much enjoyed, uh, I watched it in college, it was mm -hmm. Naruto. Mm -hmm. Love me some Naruto. 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 That would be a tight theme song for that show. Naruto just Yo, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the Street Fighter V mod where it's Naruto is just in the Rashid skin. He has wind powers. That'd be sick. Yeah. Naruto. That'd be sick. Sorry, I bumped the table. You're fine. Uh, We're making a lot of noise today, but it's okay. Yeah, sorry, guys. But uh, what I was saying was I haven't finished that series yet, uh, but I very much want to. I'm looking forward to that. Here's Naruto. Yeah, I like Naruto. Yeah. Al, what's your favorite anime? I'm going to have to go with Bleach. Bleach? Bleach. I, there's something about those styles that I just, I like. I like the I tried watching Bleach. I watched it for a long time. And they just kept introducing more characters. <laughs> as opposed to developing the ones they already had. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm out. They literally went to a world where they're like, yo. There's like, like 13 squads. And each squad has 13 <laughs> members. I'm like, oh, cool. They introduced one squad and each of the 13 members. I'm like, oh, interesting. And they went to the next squad. I'm like... No. And it just kept, like, barely introducing these characters so that it became not real characters, but, like, one-dimensional. Yeah. I had to get out. No, okay. No, I understand that. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. But you got you got to look at it from, like, the main character standpoint. I would love to if they ever gave him some screen time with all the goddamn <laughs> characters on that show. It's just, the reason why I like it is I like the, like, ever-growing of, like, strength. So like, you just like his cool abilities. I like his cool abilities. Fair enough. Done. Mm. Uh, I don't. Really, I don't really watch anime that much. I think the one that I have been watching has been One Punch Man. Um, mm -hmm. That's pretty good. It's really, really good. Um, the Pokemon anime has a place in my heart that I kind of been really getting into. Also, the Phoenix Wright anime on Crunchyroll was really, really cool. Mm. Uh, but I think it's because I we we loved Phoenix Wright, so <laughs> it's kind of the Phoenix Wright anime is basically the the game. Like to the T, the first season is the first game without without a doubt. Same like lines and action and everything. Um, yeah, if you guys thought we were coming with some sort of like obscure answers, sorry, dude. Yeah, sorry. We're real <laughs> basic when it comes to the anime that we kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I'll throw it out there. Tokyo Ghoul, pretty damn good. There Whoa, you go. There you go. There's deep pool. Yeah. Um, in terms of the new stuff. We had new merch come out for the show recently. You can get some of that. That's almost all gone, so be sure to pre-order that stuff. And then, uh, this is a super secret for you for you guys, because it's going to happen 
tomorrow we have a brand new Big Bad Bosses music video dropping on the channel. Ooh. Get hype for that. We also have a new merch set up for that. It's not a new CD, but it's a new variation of the CD. I'm not confirming or denying a new album in 2017. What I will say that uh, there will be a new type of CD in 2017. 2018, if we decide to do an album, it'll happen in 2018. So, yeah, thank you for your question. Guys, uh, after the podcast audio breaking on it halfway through, uh, we're a bit defeated, but I think we had great conversations today. Um, Al, I'm a little bummed that you didn't play the free November games. I downloaded them again. So you got to play them. But why? Because it's free! As a new PS user, you have to embrace the freeness of games. I embrace the freeness of games. I don't embrace games that don't interest me. Well, <laughs> you ha hey, the whole point of the show is to try a game you never played, right? <laughs> Alright, I will play not one, but two. Okay. okay what uh, happens if you don't? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good yeah, question. Let's put some money on. Let's do something. Oh man. shit, Al, Al, Brett wants to take you down. Let's put some monies on it, ah. and then write a report on it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll figure it, it right, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for repercussions, but <laughs> <laughs> Al, word of wisdom for the audience at home. In this defeated state. Yes. Get more than one French fry out of a potato. Yeah. <laughs> Get more than one French fry out of a potato. Yeah. Brett, final thoughts. Hey, man, make sure your uh, audio is good. Yes. And uh, I am the artist formerly known as Gerard. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>